Welcome to the Hypnotic Healers Podcast, your home for insights and insider knowledge about hypnotic change work. With your hosts, control practitioners and hypnotists, Nicole Mazzucato and Anthony Gitch. Hello and welcome back to Hypnotic Healers. My name is Nicole Mazzucato and as always, I'm here with my fabulous co-host, Anthony Gitch, all the way in Seattle, Washington. Um, Neither Anthony, myself, nor our guest here today are licensed medical professional psychologists or psychiatrists, so please don't make any changes to any treatments or medications that you are currently on based on the conversation you hear here today. Um, leave what you take what you like and leave the rest and while you're leaving stuff leave us a like a love a thumbs up a fabulous review and share us around with your friends and show us some love hey Anthony welcome back hello Nicole it's always wonderful to see your I know it's been a whole half an hour I know (laughs) Uh, we recalled multiple sessions on on a day sometimes and and it's like we just saw you um (laughs) I am, you know, today I'm a, I, I am uh, introducing a Christina Woods who came to us via, and, and I'm going to share this because uh, for those of you who are new to the um, industry and want to get involved in stuff, apparently this is uh, something that worked for her, um, and 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 it wasn't easy. It was a process because people who know me know that I don't make anything that easy. Um, <laughs> when it comes to some things. Um, and, and, I, and I got this out of the blue email from this 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 organization that sets up uh, people with podcast interviews. And I slammed the person who, who contacted me questioning them and what kind of money are you charging them and why would you be doing this and we can go get the, you know, da, da, da. And, and it came back with the very, the woman, the, the person that you work with, just to let you know, came back extremely professional, explained everything. I was like, well, this is kind of cool. Let's have Christina on, find out a little bit about her, find out what her sis, what it's been like working within this sort of a system, because this is something that's been new to me. So everybody, welcome RTT therapist, brand new hypnotherapist. We're excited to have her, Christina Woods. Thank you. What a great intro. I appreciate it. Yes, I used a little help to connect with you. Not yeah. ashamed. <laughs> no, no. no, you know yeah. that's you know what, a, and that's one of the reasons that it was going to be cool to have you is because we've never had anybody come to us via this, mm. you know, yeah. this route, so to speak. And so, T- tell us a bit more about it, Christina, because yeah. I think you know this could be really interesting for new practitioners or or anyone that's looking to connect with, um, you know, get on get on podcasts as guests. Yeah, yeah. Well, frankly, it's it was a whole new world to me. So I had a, a thirty year career career doing something else in higher education and Mm. a couple years ago entered this hypnotherapy world and I used to love to speak and I thought okay this podcast stuff seems pretty fun but I don't know the first thing about it I don't know you just start picking up the phone and calling people and um, I I think I came across one of their webinars and you know when you're new it's so easy to get sucked into oh gosh I have to do that I have to do this and I was victim to doing maybe too many things in the beginning and, and, you know, you don't need to follow every little crumb trail, Mm. Um, but this stuck and it, it, it's a way to get coached. They coach you, they help you, they support you. Um, when you're having a meltdown, oh my gosh, why did I sign up for this? I'm going to be <laughs> and embarrassed. Uh, what do I say? Um, so they have training and then they have networking. So it's pretty cool. There's, you know, people that, have a business in franchising or some therapist or something completely different. And we get on calls and talk and support each other. They'll have, you know, different type of topics, but yeah, they actually connect me with people that 
they feel I would, you know, resonate with and introduce me to people. And um, so it was a great way for me to get my foot in the door and this whole new world. Wow, Wow, that's awesome. What's the organization called? They're called Interview Connections. And the woman that started it actually um, is one of the first people. She started booking podcasts for her father. I think it was back in 2013 Mm. when it was kind of a, you know, growing, booming thing to do. Mm. And, um, you know, they do a lot of training on just talking to hosts before the podcast, after the podcast, because, you know, these connections that we're making can grow and turn into new things too. So, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Antia and I met on a training. So um, yeah. <laughs> um, you never know. And and that's, you know, we all work remotely. And so hmm. that's what I've loved about it is that, you know, this is a new industry for me. So, you know, you have a client and you're stuck or what do I do about this on my website? Now I'm just getting hmm. my little fingers out there and meeting more people and I can call and say, you know, what the heck do I do? I'm, you know, yeah. Well, even yeah. being able to know which Facebook group should I jump into, which ones are going to offer me some value, which ones are just somebody who's trying to sell more shit to me. Oh, mm. boy. You know, wh- who's out there who's actually offering content of value that is, you know, I mean, there's a because there's a lot of stuff out there that let's be real, like every industry, like when I was in massage therapy, for example, there was this I remember when I was first moving about 15 years ago might've been a little bit longer. This new technique came out and they were charging thousands of dollars to get certified in melt. It was this melt technique. And, and I'm like, people, it's freaking myofascial release. <laughs> it's what we learned in week two at school and you're paying $2,000 for a certification. Yes, but I'm a melt specialist. Right. You're an idiot is what you are. Um, you're $2,000 less rich. Oh, some um, of these programs have a big marketing machines behind them. So yeah, I mean, we, you can't, you can't be blamed. You said yeah. something before, Christina, that you have a background in higher education. What, tell us a bit more about what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. So I was not a teacher or professor. I actually worked for the first 25 years in for-profit education, which, um, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people have different opinions about it, but um, I thought it was incredible. But I worked in admissions, and Mm. so big, strong sales background. And also, it's funny how things just kind of translate and you see how your journey builds and builds, but really working with students who were not meant for traditional education and, you know, introducing them. I worked at fashion design schools, graphic design schools, automotive schools. Um, You know, that was an interesting one, fashion to an automotive school, but um, schools that are meant for students, everyone has a place. So yeah, trade and tech schools. And, you know, trying to convince a dad who's a lawyer, mom's a doctor that your son wants to be, you know, a, 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 an auto mechanic, and this is his passion. Um, so when I say sales, you know, you still have to fill the schools. Schools are a business. Yeah. And um, whether, you know, you use the word for profit or not in your title, it's a business. And mm. um, the second part of my career was consulting in uh, different universities and colleges across the country and what programs to offer. Uh, which ones were growing, which ones they needed to get rid of, trying to convince some they should go online. Hello. Um, So I still didn't want to go online. It's like, you better go online. Um, So, but mostly a lot of management and leadership flying around the country, training people uh, to work with students and really listen and, 
make sure this is a good match. And mm. so it's, it's just so interesting how I thought I would have to cut off that world and say, bye-bye, I'm going to start this new world. And now I'm, I'm loving the fact that I'm looking back saying, oh, wait a second, you can I used to do two. that. Yeah. I'm marrying yeah. the two. Like, yeah. Why didn't yeah. I think I could do that? So. so now when you're talking about for-profit schooling, I'm thinking that you're, and, and you're the reason you say, I don't know how you, some people think about it because of like the Pima institutes that, that are out there and, and some of the, the, like, okay, I work for, I was an instructor for BCTI. Do you remember BCTI business computer training Institute? Yes. I, yeah. And, Cause I started in 91. So yeah. The federal government went after Oh yeah, I worked for some that the federal government shut right. down. Right, so, and, yeah. and, and I was just one of the instructors, but you know, nonetheless, um, it, yeah, there was some bad raps for some of those, mm -hmm. you know, the ITTs and that sort of oh, thing. Yeah. And but you know, there's some amazing. I'll tell you, that's how I got into the computer industry was was through one of those trade schools. You know, that's how I got my MCSE when I was doing computer stuff. So, you know, and traditional college was not for me. I was a high school dropout. You know. Um, yeah. So thank goodness for those sorts of things. And we need more of them in this we country do. because, you know, a telephone lineman, for example, there's that, that meme that you always see on, on Facebook that shows the telephone lineman that went to trade school for $23,000 and is making $160,000 a year and, and his debts paid off. Yeah. And you got the college guy who's busting his ass and 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 mm. making you know the same amount of money, but his his college debt isn't going to be paid off for the next ten years, right? Yeah. You know, and, and there's people who are so and he down hates on what he does, whole, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He hates what he does, and, and, and you know there's all these people who are like, go to college, go to college, you got to go to college. No, you don't. No, you don't. Well, you yeah. can be successful if you want to be successful. And, and so much of what I did, I did, I'm realizing now, I mean, I, I, I felt it then, but I can see in hindsight now was just showing people that you're, you're, you're able to do what you love. You're good enough. You're good enough. Just do what you mm. love. You don't have to do what you're supposed, you know, society yeah. doesn't put any <laughs> value on these other things, yeah. but there is value in it. And it's, it's, there's value in you just being who you are and look how you light up when you do this mm -hmm. and trying to show families, you know, let go of what you thought, you know, Johnny was supposed to do or Susie was supposed to do. Cause that's, so you've been you know, doing hypnosis dream. all along. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it, you know I I call this because you know we all work with 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 clients that come to us and and a lot of a lot of the time especially with clients that I work with it's like well things my life hasn't quite worked out in the way that I thought it was and I call this straight line syndrome you know we're kind of sold this story that life happens in a straight line but it doesn't right yeah. life doesn't happen in a straight line it has peaks and troughs and all things going on. And, you know, we just need to kind of embrace all of all of those squiggly lines. It's a great way to <laughs> and, say it. You know, the straight line doesn't really happen. And if it does, you find that most of those people that have followed the straight line and stopped at all of those stops that they were supposed to end up being miserable mm -hmm. later down the line because that wasn't what they really wanted. That's they right. lived their life. They lived the life that other people wanted them to have. Yeah. 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 And, and, and in so doing, you find very little joy. There's That's right. very little joy in that. And I, you know, I mean, as many different careers as I've had, as many different things as I've done, I am not one. Uh, I used to be very, very anti-college. But here's the deal. One of the things that I've read, because I've been the CEO or, or the COO of, of a software company. So it never got in my way. Yeah. Right. 
But there's a lot of folks out there who have that belief system that if I don't have the college degree, that means I'm not, I am not going to be able to do all of those other things. Mm. And, 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 I, and, I, and it's, it's, it's interesting because in the work that we do, we really get to help people understand that that on, on multiple different levels doesn't mean anything. It sure doesn't. That's when they end up seeing us because then they're Mm. not happy because I did all those things. Yeah. I did all those things. Why am I still miserable or why, why, why am I overweight or why do I have all these other habits or things that, you know, are, are not making my life the way I want them to be. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't I sleep? Why do I, why am I taking all these drugs for anxiety or or whatever? My marriage is falling apart. Yeah. Um, You know, you know, yeah. I can't stand getting up. Go ahead. So what brought you to hypnosis then, Christina? How did you, how did you stumble, stumble across it? What, what made you make the change? Well, I, you know, I started off in college as a psychology major. And then when it got super science stuff, I started, "Ah, I don't want to do that. So um, I I always was interested in it. Um, And so it's funny how the road kind of comes back in a different way. But um, I, I would say around 45, I started realizing that I had checked off all the boxes, you know, went to college, got married, you know, 2.5, two kids, dog, marriage was not good, um, got divorced and just wasn't feeling uh, fulfilled. Um, I was part of a mass, mass layoff, which thought was the worst thing that happened. It happened the day before my son um, committed to college. So I remember I had this huge college tuition bill and I got laid off a six figure, huge job thinking, Oh, well, this is interesting. What's the universe trying to tell me? Um, and so I just did some, some soul searching about, all right, this is a time for me to decide what I really want to do. So took the next couple of years to really figure out how, how did I want to, you know, use the next chapter of my life. And so started exploring different um, things that made me feel good and different modalities. I'm, I'm pretty spiritual and started finding out what made me feel good and saw uh, Marissa Peer on a webinar, like a lot of people at, at Mind Valley. And I thought that is so simple and uncomplicated and people don't have to be miserable forever. It doesn't, you don't have to be in therapy forever. That just was like, yeah, I like that. And it just really made a lot of sense to me. So um, I, I kind of wrote it down in a journal. And a couple of years later, I opened up the journal when I was like, what the hell am I going to do now? And it said, Marissa Pierce is going to change your life. And I was like, what the hell are you waiting for? And I signed up that day and made the, made the change. <laughs> so, um, and I, I literally studied uh, while I was doing my job and um, left my, my corporate job right away as a practitioner. And then when COVID um, cleared the air and did the live training, you know, became a licensed therapist. So, um, yeah, I just, a lot of self-work really to decide yeah. that you became a licensed therapist, RTT therapist. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Correction. Yeah. And yeah. I see that you're also a Reiki master as well. So I yeah. am, I am, yeah. I am. And I weave that in. I know, I think Anthony, you're a, mm-hmm history with, with Reiki. It's funny. I started doing that. Um, I, I started feeling really overwhelmed and 
I started throwing up actually after every session I was doing with the client. And talk I about thought, holding on to other people's shit. Talk <laughs> about holding on to other people's shit, exactly. And I, I remember talking to a friend going, I don't think I can do this job. I can't throw up every time I see someone. No doubt. Right. So um, I realized, you know, this was energy and I needed to get my shit together and figure out how to deal with this. So <laughs> someone recommended Reiki. And so I used it as that tool and very quickly, you know, that worked. And realize the power of that. And so I use that to calm people down or help them mm. and heal and just kind of weave it in. I don't really do Reiki sessions on their own very much, but yeah. weave, it, weave it in as a tool. Yeah. So, and you know, it's are, interesting, are you- isn't it? Because so many of us come from that sort of, you know, we have those skills, we have that background, we have those trainings. Anthony and I are both massage therapists, Reiki therapists, and Reiki practitioners and, and and all sorts of things. And, and at the end of the day, whether you kind whether you intentionally use them or not, they're still there and still form a part of who you are and how you interact with your clients. Those subtle energies help to create mm. the rapport that helps to create the change that we ultimately see in our clients. Mm. Yeah. Right? I think that really helped me. You know, I had a lot of imposter syndrome when I left a field that I was very respected in and, you know, a VP and I, you could ask me anything in that industry and I could answer it in my sleep. And then to dive into something completely new, mm. at, you know, at 50, uh, now I'm the, you know, the little chicky here that, okay, um, people, people, are they going to ask me, how long have you been doing this? I can't say I've been doing it for 25, 30 years. Yeah. I'm new, but I started to realize all these things I've absorbed and the skills and mm-hmm. lessons that all means something, you know, yeah. it, it all means is, something. That's yeah. the glue that holds yeah. all of the process together. Right. And a massive, massive shout out and congratulations to you for, for doing that at yeah. 50, you know, like yeah. a lot of people would be afraid to do that. And and it's, it's, you know, my mom did the same thing. She completely retrained at 50 and became an acupuncturist. Wow. Um, and she, you know, went to university for the first time in her entire life. She left school when she was 15, 16 and, and always worked and had, had her own business alongside my father. And then was at 50, she was like, fuck this. I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I did. I think my kids, my kid, my, at first my son, my son goes, oh my gosh, mom, are you going to be like the hypnotherapist at the fair who makes, you know, people act like chickens? I was like, no, no, no. Cause he, he was always the guy volunteering up there. I thought, well, I want to, I guess I could do that, but no. <laughs> and so as close as you are to Vegas, are you going to be at HypnoThoughts this year? You know, I heard about hypno thoughts when I was listening to your some of your episodes. So no, I'm not familiar, but I'd love to learn more about it. Oh, you have okay, htlive.com or dot not htlive.net, I think it is what it is. Um, definitely check it out. The most amazing group of people. It, it is the biggest hypnosis conference in the world. Um, live See, one. I'm this little chick learning all these yeah, things. I love yeah. it. <laughs> and, and you will meet a, a, a the whole scale of people at, at this particular conference. Um, it's it's got everything is inclusive um, in the price, all of the except for the pre and post stuff. But you know, it's it's just amazing. There is great, great, great information to be shared. 
um, lots of different techniques. Great. Um, so yeah, check it out because and I, I, of course, I'll be there teaching again this year. But um, our as a little side note to our listeners, we there. don't get any commission for talking about no, these we, things. No, we, we don't. But I love it, right? I mean, and these are you know, it's about community, and and if we can help introduce you to people that are going to support your journey, yes, because um, there's a lot yeah. of folks in your area that show up at the conference, and you know. Mm. Um, that's what we're all about, about connections. So that's you know, great. And you're teaching control. Is that, I, I assume? Yeah. Well, no, I won't be teaching about control, control. there. Okay. Um, the, the two ones that I, so I teach the control system, but the, what I'm going to be teaching is uncommon business building that works. Um, because I haven't built my business, the traditional social media marketing way or advertising. Um, yet I'm, successful. Um, and the other one I teaching is, oh shit, what now? Um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, you know, what happens when, um, what happens if a client wants her money back or what happens if okay. a client ab reacts and you're not mm. you know, intending to do that? What happens when you've got a client that throws Jesus at you and, and religion and, you know, what do we do such when certain things start to happen, even what do we do if the state contacts us and says, what the hell are you doing? Um, you know, what, what are our resources available to us as practitioners to help us along and, and make sure that we're still successful and safe? I love it with that. So one thing I noticed, I've, I've, you know, now that I'm on this podcast wheel <laughs> is that just, it, it sounds like you share a lot of different styles and techniques and just sort of a networking. I mean, I, I was like, I want to listen to all of these because I'm learning so many different yeah. types of techniques and methods. And, you know, when you start off, you think I'm going to do this RTT thing just like this. And then I realize, <laughs> no, 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 no. There's actually, I need to bend it and twist it and do this and add this. And it's not quite like that. You know, right. this works better. So yeah, once I mean, once you've done your initial training, your initial qualification, I always think of it. It's it's, it's a bit like you know, univ we call it university. You guys call it college. It's a bit like graduating uh, from from university, and you're like, ah, I've got this degree. This is just the beginning. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I've got this certificate now, which says I can do this. And this is just the beginning of my journey. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's yeah. Exactly you don't right. know what you don't know. Mm. Um, you know, I remember when I first was, was sort of, I was first certified as a five path practitioner. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's, I thought that that was the end all of things. And in fact, one of my mentors that was a mentor for years and years before I got into hypnosis, when I was talking to her about the program as I was going through it, and then as I graduated and whatnot, she's like, honey, you joined a cult is mm -hmm. what she told me. Um, because that was how into this is the process and oh. it works for everything, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because it did help me mocking incredibly change my life, a process, mm -hmm. a piece of it did, right? And, and, and so, and I was like, no, I'm just really excited about it. And she goes, no, sweetheart, you've joined a cult. Um, mm. and, and then about a year later, I met someone else who was also um, a five path practitioner and whatnot. And she's like, Oh, sweetheart, you gotta, and I mean, it's a great process. It's a wonderful, wonderful process. And, but I, you know, you do, then you start to learn that there's all these other things. It's like, well, yes. this isn't the end all. It is a phenomenal tool, Yeah, but it's not the end all. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This I'm isn't... having fun learning so many different little techniques yeah. and things mm. and, you know, and discovering, okay, gosh, I could do that better. 
You know, mm, there's yeah. a lot of people with trauma and I'm, I, I need to understand how to deal with that better or mm. anxiety and, and the after, well, after a session or, you know, and here's yeah. one of the things that I think a lot of new, new, uh, therapists, new hypnotherapists get wrapped up in. And that is when they have a client, for example, uh, let's say they've never worked with a weight loss person or they've never worked with an anxiety. So they go out and they look at the diagnosis and then they look at all of the information they can and they study up as much as they can about that particular thing. And here's what they need to remember. All of that information is really not important. The client is going to give you the information yes. that you need yes. in order to help them get what they need. Not the <laughs> books, <laughs> not all those books. Being present and being well rested so you can easily enter into a state of flow with that person flow is what's and... going to, you know, uh, where all that magic is going to happen. Not um, having so, all these preconceived. Right. The best prepared you can be is being well rested. Yeah. It's funny you say that. I just had a session of someone who couldn't remember a period of their life and they, you know, wanted to, and, and it was very upsetting. They couldn't. And it taught me so much because I couldn't prepare anything because mm. I didn't know what we were going to talk about. I mean, I had a kind of a hunch, but it was a big blank. And, um, and it was incredible and it flowed more and I was using my intuition more mm -hmm. and yeah. reaching out because I had to, I couldn't prepare anything. And afterwards I thought this is the best lesson yeah. because, you know, if it were smoking or this or that, I would have, you know, I'm still, I'm doing it less and less and getting more confident, more experience. And now that I've seen, mm. you know, people, but, um, that was a very good lesson. Yeah. 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 Just, just, you know, not thinking about what am I going to say next or what do yes. I need to do next? It's just, you know, stop something that Scott Jansen always says is stop trying to fix their problem. Just, just, oh. you know, stop trying to fix it. Just listen. And you'll, you'll know what to say next without trying to, without ruminating about it. It's just let it, let it come. If you're paying attention, you'll know what to say. Right. And not feeling I'm, I used to feel very responsible to fix it. And ah, that's you know, the, boy, there is a banner to carry. Right. Yeah. Oh, Heavy right. banner to carry. <laughs> Holy crap. I think a lot of people feel like that, don't they? When they come yeah. into this kind of work, it's, you know, I'm coming into this work because most, most people, not everybody, because we've had people on this podcast that, you know, said I got into this, not because I wanted to help people, but because it was there or something like that. But mm -hmm. I think the majority of people come into this profession because they have this kind of burning desire to help people. Sure. And with that, a lot of people carry the mindset of it's my responsibility to fix people yes. rather than it's my job to be a mirror and a guide for somebody. Yeah. Well, because they hold on to that, that, that conditioned healer archetype that our society throws at us that says that we need to number one, be poor in order to do this work. Mm -hmm. And there, the, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stigma that goes with the healer archetype right um that you need to be able to be perfect that you are the one with the answers that you are not allowed to to fall from the pedestal um yeah, yeah. and and that yeah that you are supposed to be all giving all it's giving just weighs you and, down and yeah yeah i think that we need to get beyond that that 
that archetype, that conditioned archetype that, you know, that we need to fix things um, and that we need to own other people's issues, right? Yeah. I, I think a lot of people who enter this industry um, <clears throat> come in with very strong codependent tendencies um, and some of them with the martyr uh, kind of archetype on yep. board. And, oh, and, I was victim and, to that. Yep. And when that happens, then you own other people's shit. Yep. And, and, and that's throwing up after the sessions. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because your body's got to get rid of it some way. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. it's like when I first learned healing touch, um, I was like, I, I remember my body it's one of the reasons I won't do healing touch in public anymore because my eyes water right? Oh. And my eyes water so bad that the front of my shirt will be wet when oh. I'm working on someone. And my nose will start to run sometimes. Mm -hmm. That's how my body ex mm -hmm. gets rid of whatever is going on, gotcha. right? And I just accept that. But it's people look at me and they're like, what? Are you okay, dude? You're crying? I'm like, no, I'm not crying. But water is just coming out of my eyes, right? And it's just bizarre. Um, and, and so amazing, yeah, everybody's different. Yeah. So, um, Christina, your your niche, if you like, um, niche, speciality, area of expertise, people that sure, you sure, choose sure. and like to work with, from self-doubt to self-belief, helping high-functioning women crush self-doubt and become unstoppable. Um, how did you come to that? Well, not, not a very unique way. It was my journey. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, I think just in my own career and, and mentoring so many women, I saw so many women struggle with it. And just being in a corporate world that was, you know, kind of a fight, 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 battle, battle, battle to just climb that corporate ladder and wear my high heels and, you know, and be the mom and, you know, do all these things. I, I saw the struggle of trying to do it all. And but with an empty, an empty cup inside. And mm. if I would have just focused on that, then all those other things, you know, would have been easy. So, you know, I work with other people just like anyone with a niche, but, um, you know, it's, it's near and dear to my heart and it feels really good to give a woman that feeling that she's enough. And she's, you know, when she loves herself, her bank account goes up and her, she can stop dating, you know, assholes and she can, <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have to take that stuff from her kids and, you know, and mm. just everything kind of falls into place. Um, I got a couple text messages this morning. It was really nice. And she's like, this stuff is awesome. You know, <laughs> I, I'm telling my husband, you know, that's nice. That sounds like something you need to work on. It's not something I need to work on. And <laughs> I was like, this, that's what a boundary is, you know? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, it's, it's, um, it just, it just seems like when you have that self-belief and self-love that it just sort of checked the box in, in all those other areas. And it certainly mm. was my journey. Yeah. And that's really interesting. You say that you don't have to take that from your kids either. And I think that's, yes. that's a really important point there. Yeah. And that's a, that's a tough one for parents is a tough one for moms. We feel like, you know, we need to be the, you know, the, the rug that everybody stomps on and just take mm. it, um, and just sort of be this open, um, you know, open jar of love and <clears throat> give, 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 give until we're completely empty. As long as everybody else is okay, people mm. pleaser. Um, and, you know, it, we do our kids so much good when we teach them boundaries and show them and demonstrate boundaries. And 
um, teach them what I'm enough looks like. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, no, that's not okay. And, and, and show them, you know, um, how to deal with their own things, how to deal with their own pain and sit in it for a minute. And yeah. Yeah. Well, and that so sitting important. in it is, it, yeah. the, the sitting in it is, isn't going to kill you. Right. But sitting in it is a little bit uncomfortable sometimes, but what happens when you blow a balloon up beyond its capacity? Right. Right. Um, and so if you sit in that, it, it, it's like a, a friend, one of my mentors told me one time that she just sat in, in her shame one day in her embarrassment for something that she had done. And she says it was so overwhelming. And then it was mm. just gone. I love that. I love that. It's so, yeah. I mean, you name it to tame it, all those things mm. we know, but really when some of that stuff comes up, I've been working with clients to just you know, whether it's an archetype or an inner child or something that needs just actually just saying, oh, you don't, you don't feel good enough, you know, and uh, you don't feel like you're, you feel ashamed and just kind of actually just sitting in it and kind of like the Sedona method of just welcoming it and Mm. allowing it to sit there. And it actually kind of just goes away. Mm -hmm. Because we've acknowledged it. Yeah, it feels seen, you know, if it's, we're going to talk about it like a part, it feels seen yeah. and heard and it yeah. actually just kind of dissipates and um, mm. it's not as big. Are you familiar with Tara Brach? She's, I, she's a she's a psychologist, a psychologist or psychotherapist. I think she's a psychologist and, and meditation teacher. Yeah, on Insight Timer, I follow her. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So she she tells us she has a an acronym RAIN, which is Recognize, Allow, Investigate, Nurture, mm-hmm. and she's she's got free resources resources on her website, or she's you know she's got a RAIN meditation on YouTube that you can just go and listen to, and I use that a lot with my clients in terms of just, you know, recognizing what's there, allowing it, investigate it a little bit, and then nurture great. it. Great. And um, I think it's such a beautiful process. And yeah. I, go, ahead. go ahead. Well, from the area that you're coming from and what it sounds like the kind of the, the, the background that you have, and Byron Katie, do you do any of the Byron Katie stuff for... Now that's interesting because she's from your part, your neck of the woods, so to speak. No, uh, no, Byron yeah, Katie. The work but... by Byron Katie. Check that out. You might okay. find that really interesting. Um, thework.org. Okay. Yeah. The work... Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> you know, I, I have a, a, a coach that's sort of a business. She's actually an RTT hypnotherapist, but she's also coach and business coach, spiritual coach. And um, she's exposing me to so many different modalities that I've been using, but along the lines of rain is love, mm. she, an acronym of love, which is just listen, observe, validate, and empower. So, mm. and I've been using that with clients to kind of diffuse the things that they have, but we'll use, she's, you know, I'll incorporate tapping. And I don't know if you're familiar with TAT, T-A-T, Tapas Fleming is a kind of an acupressure, um, along the lines of an acupressure point and statements to calm the nervous system that helps. It's similar. It's similar to tapping. I believe it's It's kind of, it's like a branch of, yeah. Yeah. It's a a pose that you hold like Mm. this. And so far I've been exposed to that and, and Mm. considering getting certified in it. It's, it's been, it's calmed me and some of my trauma. So. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a world, isn't it? It's it's, it's like a, a massive... you can't learn everything, can you? <laughs> no, you have to you have to pick and choose, don't you? It's like oh, you can get excited about everything. I mean, yes, yeah. It's yeah. really easy to get excited about everything, isn't it? And then you end up just going, oh, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to go over here. Oh, oh, hang on a second. Let's just come and, back. And you know what's so funny about it is because in a lot of industries where you're required to have all this continuing education the people in the industry are going, Oh God, really? I've got to yeah. do that. And in our industry, we're like, Oh my God, what else could we do? Yeah, <laughs> no. I have to, yeah. I was thinking about a lesson learned and I was thinking part of it is like, you have to just prioritize because there's just too much. Yeah. Especially when you're new, it's like, you know, right. it's like, do I want to go the conversational route? Am I going indirect, direct? Do I want to do regression work? Do I want to do, oh my God, there's this work. There's that work. There's, there's, yeah. there's so much. Um, it's, yeah. it's funny. As you said that before, Anthony, I used to be, I used to be a teacher and I remember my colleagues when we, when we went to conferences, they were like, oh, another conference. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's amazing. We're getting paid to learn. <laughs> and they were just like, oh, you know, I can't be bothered. And they'd like leave early and stuff. And I was like, no, no, no lap it up you know soak it yeah. up this is brilliant yeah. yeah yeah well maybe i'll see you in vegas yeah you know really check it out there are some amazing there's going to be great people there tim box is going to be there um okay. our mentor and friend mm. um and yeah i mean and definitely if you show up hook up with me. I will introduce you to some movers and shakers in the industry. Anthony in knows area. everyone, Christina. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I am not surprised. <laughs> I, I've been teaching at Hypnothos now for three or four years. Um, okay. I, I absolutely love the organization itself. Um, mm. and, and, and the people I've met there are amazing. And, and so if I can introduce you to any number of them, I would love to. That'd be great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Wonderful. So now where do you see yourself headed with this industry, with this new skill of yours? You know, I have found that I really love doing classes and groups. And, you know, I know that's not a new thing, but um, I, I have a lot of fun with groups and just creating that support. So um, mm. I've, I, I did quite a few my first year and I've slowed down a little bit, just trying to rearrange and how do I want to incorporate them into the, the clients that I work with and then bringing them together. So, um, the podcast the world has kept me quite busy. So just all Good. the things that I've learned. So yes, it's paying off. Um, but yeah, uh, groups and I, I guess I'm surprised at the results that people have are getting from some of the group sessions I've done without any one-on-one -on -one work, mm. um, the phenomenal results. And, you know, that's, that's great when they can't invest in working with me one-on-one, -on -one, mm. their lives are still changing. So, you know, mm. that's fun. I, I get a lot of energy from groups and speaking. I've been speaking at a couple of retreats. I, I'd love to do more of that. Um, some yoga retreats and, wellness retreats and things with women um, once the word gets out. So that's been really fun. Yeah, awesome. definitely come. I'm going to hook you up with some folks. You know, there's some folks on the podcast that you've heard that you want to you want to hook up with. Victoria Gallagher is one good one for you. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we'll hook you up. Great, we'll hook you great, up, Christina. <laughs> great. 
Good. So, so you mentioned that you had something. We did say that we we ask all of our guests for mm. for a kind of learning curve, something that maybe has happened in a session with a client or a business mm. decision that you made, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't do that again that way. And this is what I learned. What what have you what have you got to share with us? Yeah. Um, you know, I would say with a client, um, I would say eating disorders have been a little bit were a little bit more challenging than I realized. And I haven't had a lot of clients that had eating disorders, but um, the few that I had, I think that looking back, I don't either follow up or learning more techniques or skill or maybe passing them on to somebody that specializes in that area probably mm. would be something that I do in the future. Um, so, or, or just understanding that a lot more, um, from a business perspective, I think, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect right away. And you could spend, I could spend 10 hours a day on my website and the marketing and those kinds of things. And then I'm not serving and working with clients. So, you know, just picking a couple things to focus on and, yeah. <laughs> and, and not having to try to be perfect and great and being perfectly okay. My website is not how I want it to be. And mm. it will one day, I, I guess it's probably always a, a work in progress. Yeah, it is. Yes, you it know? is. <laughs> but, um, but it doesn't all have to be perfect. And, um, you know, it, you get, it just can get so overwhelming. And I guess, you know, another, I have a couple lessons, but the other lesson is that, I got really wrapped up in the beginning of um, everybody said, you should do this. You have to do this. You really have mm -hmm. to do this on Facebook or you're just going to you know, fail miserably. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I just wasted a lot of energy on that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Finding the right channels for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, maybe in a year that will resonate with me. I just mm. didn't have any space in, in my, you know, at the time for it mm. because you're learning things. And when I'm ready for it, that'll come in and it'll make a lot of sense. But yeah, um, I think I criticized myself and made myself feel like I wasn't doing something right. Mm. And screw it. I don't have to do everything right in the beginning. I think those are two really, two really important points there. The first one about staying in your lane in terms of what you work with and knowing what you are qualified to work with and what you're not and and having the confidence to be able to say to a client actually I need to refer you on to somebody else yeah. here because yeah. this is not in my lane mm -hmm. um and the other one is doing what feels right for you in terms of you know marketing or putting yourself out there building your business and and not following the grain and what everybody says you should be doing and and having the confidence to say actually you know that doesn't feel right for me I'm going to do more of this which does feel right for me mm -hmm. you know kind of trimming away, trimming away the, the, the dead branches, if you like, the things that just aren't, aren't working for you and going, and, and, and like you say, not beating yourself up because everyone's, oh, you should be on Facebook 24 hours a day. Well, actually I'm not on Facebook and I feel really good doing what I'm doing. So yeah, it's just that, a lot of noise. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's two really valuable and really important lessons there. Yeah. Yes. And I like, I think I like thinking about that question. I thought that's a really good question because um, you know, some things are not in my lane maybe they mm -hmm. will be, they will be one day, but, um, knowing, and now that I've learned 
you know, I've met more colleagues and, oh, they're really excellent with children or they're excellent mm -hmm. in this area. Um, fantastic. I'm excellent in this. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and having that network of people around you, people that you trust, trusted practitioners, um, that, I, I mean, we had uh, Joseph Honesta here who specializes in, in diabetes, doesn't he? And that's such yeah. a mm. you know unique niche. And it was like, awesome. Now I know who to send, you know, who to right. send people to if that's if that's what they're struggling with. Um, so, yeah, there's there's it's it's great to have have a network of people that specialize in different areas yes, that you feel is. confident sending people to. Yeah. Great, great. You guys yeah. have fun energy. <laughs> well, thanks. We, you know, we, 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 we like to have a good time. We, um, <clears throat> we enjoy each other. That's for sure. Yeah. And everybody, every guest that we have on here brings their own unique gift and knowledge and experience. And it's so beautiful hearing people's stories and, and hearing people share the things that they've learned. And this, mm -hmm. you know, question that we ask, you know, what's something that didn't go quite well. We had so many wonderful answers and, and people really kind of being truthful and like, you know what, I, I did this and, and yeah. I very much learned that that was not the way to go. Right. Um, and usually the most, the, the most one that people say the most is I will never take on clients that I don't feel comfortable with. Right. Mm -hmm. They take oh, on a client because a they need one. the work. Right. And so they're like, I, I, I need the work. I need the work. I need the work. So they do it, even though they don't, even though they know inside. Yes. This is probably those. And they always learned, I won't do that again. It's that like, is that, a that, great that one. Prostitute archetype feeding into that prostitute archetype that we all have of that, that fear of not being able to be oh, safe and secure. To, yeah. Um, and so I'll sell myself out and go ahead and do it. <laughs> and, you know, and, and then that's what happens. Right. Um, we've all learned that lesson. We've yes. all learned that. Yeah, we have. <laughs> <laughs> Where you hang up and go, uh, that didn't yeah. feel right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll just ignore that voice for now because there's a bigger necessity over here, but then shit, I regret that. Right, yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. Something didn't feel right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Well, um, Christina, it's been wonderful having you on. And I'm so yeah. glad that um, what was it? Interview collaboration. Interview connections. Interview connections. I'm I'm so glad that they got in touch with us. Um yeah. and um yeah, because at first we were, what is this? Is this genuine? Is this real? And right. and um, kind of, you know, vetted it out a little bit. So I'm really, really pleased and um, amazing talking to you. It's been really wonderful. And, and I do hope that we stay in touch and that we get to talk to you again, um, maybe next year and see how things are growing and developing yeah. for you. That'd be wonderful. Thank you. It's been really fun and informative and hope to see you at, at HypnoThoughts, right? Yay. Yeah. Yes. You'll see me. I'm about four foot two. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Actually, That's I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> anyway. And we this will is fun. We're all over the world. This is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we have a good time. And yeah. and yeah, thanks for being on the show. And um, on that note, everybody have a super fantastic weekend. Thanks for listening to the Hypnotic Healers podcast. Don't forget to leave us a review and follow us on Facebook. You can also join our mailing list at hypnotichealers.com.